Good morning, Say What family. Hello. Hope you guys are doing well today. How's it going? How are you feeling? How's your soul? I wish so bad that I could just hear you respond to me with that and tell me how you're actually doing because I care about you. So if you're listening to this right now if you're, and you're not driving because we do not text and drive, send me a DM. Let me know how you're doing, how your soul is doing. We are a community here, a family here, and I love hearing from you guys. And so I really want to know how you are and not just the, oh, I'm fine. I'm just okay. Like, no, really. How's your soul? Tell me. I want to know. My soul is okay. My soul is excited having a good day, feeling good, doing good. I made a bunch of reels today and that always gets me like pumped up because I'm putting out some content and that's really fun. So that's all I'm doing, but let me know how you're doing. And if you are new to the Say What podcast, hello. Thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes, maybe an hour, who knows how long it'll be time with me today. I'm so honored that you chose to listen to this podcast and I hope that you love it. I love you already and I'm so glad you're here. And my name is Hannah and we talk about sex and marriage and Jesus and church and women's rights and all kinds of things. So very excited for you to be a part Something I like to do to start off every episode is talk about some life updates, let you guys know what's going on in my life. And there's not too much happening right now, but it's feel I'm feeling good about that. I, I love that. I'm not saying that in a way of like, I wish I had more going on because I absolutely don't. I just am doing good. I'm using some new headphones today, which feels super weird because that means I hear myself talk. And when I first started the podcast and Thomas was ordering all of my gear, he asked me if I wanted headphones and I was like, absolutely not. I hate the way that my voice sounds and I don't want to hear my own self talk, but I feel like I have to so I can get better for you guys. So trying to improve on my podcasting, the actual like sound of my voice and how fast I talk and all that stuff. And I think one of the ways I'll improve is by having headphones on. So I'm doing this for you. This is for you. It's not for me. It's for you. Anyways, that's a new thing that's happening. Um, my little pup, Theo, has to get a tumor moved on his ear tomorrow. I guess by the time you listen to this, it'll be in the past. But I'm feeling a little little nervous for him. It's, it's not like cancerous or anything, but he does have a little tumor on his ear that he has to get removed. So my dog is my world. And besides my husband, love you, Thomas. But I love my dog. And I'm very nervous for him, but it'll be okay. Um, other new things happening. Okay. I don't know if you guys have heard of the TV show called the chosen, but Thomas and I have started it and it is so freaking good. It is a show that is literally about Jesus and his life. And when I first heard it, I was like, that is going to be so freaking cheesy. There's no way I'm going to watch that and not laugh the whole time. Like you guys know how that goes, but this show is so different. Like it is insanely good not gonna lie Thomas and I cry almost every single episode because we're like Jesus is so good and the way that the it's written is so just I don't know I feel like it's so accurate with the Bible but also they you know took some liberties to put together things that they thought might have happened which is cool to see because I feel like when you read the Bible you just hear like little pockets of stories but this is it putting it actually together of Jesus's life when he was here on earth and so it's just like really really cool and really good and if you haven't watched it I recommend watching it it's free it's a free app on your phone that you download and you can either watch it on your phone or if you haven't um what's it called 
what's it called? Your TV? Apple TV. If you have an Apple TV, you can just share it from your phone to your TV, but it is so good. I seriously am really liking it, and I really encourage you guys to like it. I needed to take a break from all the murder things I was watching, and so we decided to try The Chosen, and it is, it's really good, and I love that it's also crowdfunded it is um people are donating to it and it's a nonprofit, and I think that's really cool so it's really good it's not cheesy I'm learning a lot which is really cool and it's helping really put some things together in my head about the bible and about Jesus so highly recommend I can I'm going to link it in the episode notes below for you so you can very easily download it because it's super good and I promise it's not cheesy like I feel like it's like any other show that you would watch on Netflix if being honest it's like produced very well I have to have the subtitles on so I can understand them but it's seriously so good produced perfectly it's not like the cheesy shows it's it's really good I think you guys will love it so you should watch that Okay, that's it. Nothing, nothing else cool happening in my life for life update. Just watching some TV, going to the pool, uh, and have new gear. So that, that's about it. Uh, so let's just get into today's episode. So today I want to talk about how to prepare for your wedding night, your honeymoon, and sex with your partner. So I know I have a lot of people who are dating or who are engaged listening to this podcast. And even if you're married, I think this will also be really helpful for you as well. Um, I just, I, I know I had a couple people that I talked to when I was engaged about sex and still felt like I'd didn't know what I was doing. I had one conversation with a friend and she was so, or I had two, with two different friends and they were so helpful and so fantastic. And I'm honestly pulling some stuff from them that I'm talking to you about today, but I had one, I had those conversations and they were really helpful. And so I want to do that for you guys. So if you don't have anyone in your life that you feel like you can talk to, I am that person. I am your just BFF sitting here talking to you about how to talk about sex before you have it. <laughs> and, and even after you've had it and you're maybe in a new relationship and, and with someone new who you want to be your your spouse one day and you're waiting till you guys get married, even if you already had sex before, I think this is still gonna be really helpful for you as you're preparing for sex in your relationship. So I tell people to communicate all the time about their sex life, but how? I feel like I, I say, you know, I tell you guys, you should talk this way, this way, this way. But like, for real, like, how, are, what does that even mean? How do you communicate? So I'm going to break that down for you today, because I really think that talking about sex before you have it is really important for your mind and body to be prepared. Um, I, I definitely think that sex with how little it's talked about and then how also much it's talked about adds some very weird pressures in your life that you may feel. And so I'm just going to try and take those off of your shoulders today, remove that pressure for you. And we're just going to have an honest, fun, normal conversation about sex without it being weird. So I also, before I talk about this, I'm highly recommending premarital counseling. So if you are just recently engaged or you're dating and you're thinking about being engaged, I highly recommend some premarital counseling because I'm not a premarital counselor, so I'm not I'm not licensed in any way to talk to you about this. I'm just speaking from experience and from things I've learned from other people, but I do think it is very important to go through premarital counseling, and this is something that you hopefully will talk about in your counseling as well. Okay, let's break it down into three easy steps. These are just three easy steps to prepare to have sex on your wedding night or your honeymoon or whenever in your relationship. So step one is evaluate your feelings on it. How, how do you feel about it? And we're, I'm going to break 
all of this down in the episode. We're going to go through each step, but I'm just giving you the three right now. So step one, evaluate your feelings. See how you personally are feeling about it all. Step two, pick a good and healthy time to talk about it. The timing's important, and I'll, I'll explain why later. And then step three is set expectations. So step one, evaluate your feelings. Step two, pick a good time to talk about it. And step three, set expectations. Okay, say what, fam? I want to take a second before we really get into it and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. You guys already know how much I love therapy and think it can benefit every single human. I seriously talk about this all the time. I started therapy after going through some real traumatic stuff at a church I worked at, and I specifically wanted a Christian counselor to help me through it. And I just learned that at BetterHelp, you can work with a therapist that aligns with your faith, which I think is so cool and super important as you're going through therapy. But we all have different stuff we are going through and processing, and and BetterHelp is ready to come alongside of you during it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to have anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in right under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Say What listeners get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Say What. That's BetterHelp.com slash Say What. Okay, friends, let's dive into three steps to prepare for you and your partner and spouse, fiance, whatever, to have sex. Okay, step one was evaluate your feelings on it. Okay, so you really got to be honest with yourself, friends. How do you feel about having sex? Like, what was your immediate reaction when I said that? Were you like, oh my God, I cannot freaking wait to have sex, Hannah. You have no idea what I have sex so bad. Or were you like, yeah, I'm a little nervous and a little anxious. I don't really know exactly how I feel about it right now. Or were you like, I'm kind of indifferent. How, how, do, you, how do you feel around having sex do you feel any shame to just grow up in purity culture like I did and was like taught how bad sex is and you're feeling shame around that if you are we we gotta remove that shame off of your shoulders before you start having sex and that means processing it with your friends processing with like a safe person when I say friends that could be processing with your therapist being honest with your fiance about it like really processing where you're at with like shame because that is something that I was not prepared for and I wish someone would have kind of talked to me about that I did not think that I was gonna I did not go into um, us having sex thinking that I was gonna feel shame shame around it but I did and I'm not speaking that over you let me make that so 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 clear I am not speaking over you that you are gonna have shame around your sex life but I know a lot of us that are in this community grew up in purity culture. And so we have a hard time getting our brain to go from sex is bad to sex is good. So I really want to encourage you to figure out where you're at with that. Or is in your like heart and soul, mind, body, are you in a good space with sex? Is your view of sex in a healthy space? Like you are excited to have it. You feel like sex is a gift from the Lord that you get to explore and it's special and it's intimate and it's a good thing. It's a good gift. So are you, are you there in your head? Are you seeing sex the way that God sees sex, which is a gift to you for you to enjoy, for your spouse to enjoy? 
where are you at with your view of sex? And that's something that I think is going to be super important for you before you start having it is to make sure that your mind is in the right space with it. And you could also, I mean, you're following my podcast and, and my, my account. So hopefully I'm helping you get to a better space with it. But there's a lot of accounts out there that will really help you get to a really good headspace with sex. And um, one that I'm just going to shout out really quick is Carly Palmer Webb. She was a guest on a couple weeks ago and she's fantastic. So I highly recommend looking at her page as well when you're trying to prepare for sex. But um, find people in your life that are talking about it in a positive way to help you get there. Because we want to be talking about your sex life in a positive way to help remove that shame. We can talk about sex and the realities of it without it being like a negative bad thing that describes your identity. Because when purity culture talks about sex being bad and it always points back to you and how you are a bad person, how you are not worthy, how you are going to go straight to hell and you should feel ashamed about it. It's not necessarily about the act itself. It's more focused on who you are and your identity. And so we want to make sure your identity is in a good spot with it. I cannot emphasize this enough. So evaluate your feelings about it. And if you are excited to have sex, that is incredible. If that was your first response, that is awesome. I hope your headspace is in in the right place and I hope it's in a good space and and I trust that it is. So evaluate where you're at on it and things that you want in your sex life. And, um, it's, I think it's really, it's really important for you to know your feelings about sex and around sex before you talk to your fiance about it. That way you are clear when you're talking and you can even be honest. It's like, I'm still trying to figure out where I land, but this is what I mostly am feeling about it. So I think that's really important. Step one, evaluate your feelings, where you're at and being really honest with yourself and really vulnerable with yourself and with a trusted person. If you're talking about it before your fiance, just, just being, just being really, really honest. Okay, step two, pick a good time to talk about it. Okay, before I like get into what this really means, I want to say I feel like there the way that people talk about sex is, is that it's either we don't talk about it whatsoever, like not even in the slightest, or it's talked about like way too much and so much pressure is put on you. There's not really a middle ground. And so when I'm talking about I want you to pick a good time to talk about it, I don't want it to be some big pressured conversation. That's not what I mean. I'm mostly meaning, honestly, don't talk about what your sex life is going to look like when you're married, like right after you have a, after you spend a lot of time making out and, and having to say no to your boundaries, or maybe you just pushed your boundaries and you're going to talk about sex and then that's going to make you want to have sex. So let's like not do that. Let's not do that. That's what I mostly mean when I'm saying, let's pick a good time to talk about it. Like don't talk about it around the time that you're doing any kind of sex thing because that's just not helpful. So because then your emotions are like way too high and you want to be at a calm, good space with it. And so I, when I say pick a good time to talk about it, I don't mean that it, has, that it needs to be just one conversation. I don't think that at all. I think this is something that can be an ongoing conversation. Now, you know yourself way better than I do. So you know, like, okay, is talking about it all the time adding pressure to myself and making me more anxious? So should we slow down how much we're talking about it? Or... 
are we not talking about enough and that's making me anxious? So which which camp are you in? Are you in the I am nervous and anxious because we're talking about it too much or I'm nervous and anxious because we're not talking about it enough? You got to find a middle ground there. So there has to be a middle ground. I think it's something that it can be an ongoing conversation. I think that will take some pressure off, but maybe that's not how, how your relationship works and so or how you personally work. So you have to find a middle ground when you're talking about talking about sex, but I I definitely think it needs to be a time where your emotions are just calm. You're good. You're not feeling overly, you know, anxious or overly excited. Like you want to be in a really good headspace. I don't, I don't necessarily think talking about it after someone's had like an exhausted day at work, you know, (laughs) just find the, find a good time. If you guys have weekly date nights, I think that's a good time. Are you in premarital counseling? There's I'm sure going to be a part in your premarital counseling where you talk about sex. Great. That's a good time to talk about it as well. So just figure out when works for your relationship to talk about it and what is best for you personally, but don't let it be like a big pressured conversation. Like you don't want it to feel that way. You just, this is a normal part of your relationship and there's nothing to feel shame about. There's nothing to feel weird about. There's just nothing to feel embarrassed about at all. Like that's why I think it's important for you to figure out your feelings. Cause if you're figuring out where you're at, that will take away some shame that will take away the embarrassment that you might feel because there's nothing to be embarrassed about when it comes to sex, like at all, there's nothing to feel shame about. And so you want, don't, I don't want you to feel that way going into this conversation. And so hopefully if you guys are talking about it on a regular basis, then it won't feel so embarrassing or won't feel shameful or whatever you're feeling. So that is step two, picking a good time to talk about it. Okay. Step three, set expectations. This one is the real meat of it. This is the stuff, not that the other things don't matter because the other steps absolutely matter, but this is where we're really, really getting to the meat of it. So what are your expectations for your wedding night? Okay. You heard me say that and you probably thought, to have sex? What do you mean your expectations? There is so much more to your wedding night than just getting straight to penis into vagina. Like there's, there's so much more to it than that. So what are, what are your expectations? Have, are you like wanting to have sex on your wedding night? Most people say, yes, I definitely wanted to, but maybe, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you, you and your partner haven't done anything sexual, but kiss and jumping straight to sex feels like a massive jump. I talk about that with my friends a lot. I've never really talked about that on the podcast because I've tried, you know, (laughs) I'm going to talk about it right now. Um, I've, I've always thought that it is a really big jump to go from one kiss to sex. Like that feels like a lot, but I guess that's what this scripture wants you to do. So I've spent a lot of time figuring out because like, you know, the quote, how far is too far? Okay. Well, I don't know. It just feels like a big jump to go from one to the other. But I do see why sex was created for marriage. I understand that connection, that bond, that intimacy that I literally can't compare it to anything else. So I do understand why Jesus wanted us to wait until we are married to have sex. I get that. And so maybe what we're supposed to do is just like work our way up to it after we get married. Maybe we're not supposed to have it just on that night. But I also know in the Bible that people would like, watch not like actually watch you have sex but they would be like in a room covered and like people just knew that it was happening I I got I need to find where that actually is so I don't get that wrong but anyway 
there's I'll have a lot of rambling thoughts about that um, because it just seems like a lot. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, Hannah, it's a freaking lot to go from one makeout session I've had with my boyfriend to sex. Okay, well, you're probably gonna think I'm crazy, but you don't have to have actual like penis and vagina sex on your wedding night. You just you you don't. There's no there's no rules. There's no pressure. Like you guys can do oral sex or hands or whatever. You're getting yourself comfortable with each other's bodies. If that's what you need to do before you actually have. And I say penis and vagina because there's um, sex is like the umbrella term. Like <laughs> there's oral sex, there's hands. I don't know what the actual term for hands is, but there's other ways to have sex that's not just penis and vagina. And so when I'm talking about sex, I want to be clear that like if I'm just talking about penis and vagina. So that's why I specify it. But but seriously, okay, what are your expectations for your wedding night? Do you want to try and take it slow and just like get to know your partner's body and make sure that you are feeling like safe and confident to be naked in front of your partner? Is foreplay really important to you? I'm going to answer that question. Yes, it is. It needs to be important to you because ladies, we don't just get turned on in three seconds like like men do. I mean, some women do. I think that's awesome. Everyone's body's different. But for the most part, you're going to need a little bit more time than what you think. It's just is what it is. As excited as you're going to be, your body's going to need some, take some time to like get ready for sex and to, and to be lubed up and stuff. And so, but like, you probably should be clear about that with your spouse. Like, is that something that's really important to you? You want to go slow or, or, or are you like so excited that you like can't wait and you want to rip each other's clothes off and, and skip the floor plane, have sex. I don't know. Whatever works for you, but you just want to make sure that you and your partner are on the same page with it. That way there's no unmet expectations and that way you can kind of have an idea of what will happen on your wedding night. As as with everything else, you don't really know what how how something is going to be until you're actually experiencing it. And so I do think that is like kind of the beautiful part about not really knowing sex until you actually have it because then you get to experience that beauty of becoming one. But it is like important to have conversation about what you expect for that night to be that way. It's not, there's not any unmet expectations or you're not, you know, you thought it was going to go one way and your person thought it was going to go the other way. Like maybe, maybe your partner was like, I thought we would choose the shower to have sex first. And you're like, well, I thought we were going to have sex in the bed because that just felt the most obvious. You know, you want to, you just want to be clear about what you both want for sex. And that's why I think it's also important for you to evaluate your feelings about sex before you have this conversation. That way, when you're talking about this, you can bring those things in, into the conversation. So, you know, I'm feeling like I think I'm going to be, I I think I might be a little bit anxious that night. And so I want to make sure that I am turned on. I want to make sure that I'm not forcing it and that I'm ready and that we have foreplay before. That way it's not just going straight into it because then I don't know if my body will be ready. So just like being honest about your feelings and talking about your expectations is, is going to be super important. And here's some other expectations. So What's the birth control situation? If that's something that you are thinking about, if you're not worried about it, then ignore me. But what is birth control? Are you gonna? Are you already on some birth control? Like, are you on the pill or Nuvering or the shot? All the different options. 
Or are you guys just going to use condoms? Or are you going to use the pull-out method? What is your plan? What are you going to do? You want to know in advance because if you are trying to not get pregnant on your wedding night, it's important to talk about how to prevent that. So are you going to have condoms? Okay. If you're, if you're, if you want to use condoms, who's going to buy the condoms? Who's going to get the condoms? What kind of condoms do we want to use? Is, do I need to use latex-free condoms? Do I need to use condoms that work with the lube that I'm using? So what is the birth control situation? And then lube. Who's getting the lube? And I say who is getting the lube because you need lube. It's not, well, do you want to use lube? No. Sex is great, and our bodies were made to have sex, but also lube is the greatest. It helps with everything, helps everything just go smoother and better. And so who's getting the lube? What kind of lube do you want? The gloat. I have a thing here that I call the gloat. I've not talked about the gloat in a while, but the gloat is the greatest lube of all time, and that is uber lube. They're not paying me to say this. Not going to lie, I wish they would. But they're not paying me to say this. Uh, I freaking love Uber Lube. I think it is the best lube. And we have tried a crap ton of lubes. And this one is the best. And so who's getting the lube? What kind of lube do you want to use? Do you want to use, use um, water-based? Do you want to use silicone-based? Which kind of lube do you want to use? And who's getting the lube? So who's in charge of having the lube? Who's in charge of having the condoms? Um, and then here's another question. Do you want to use any toys? Do you want to use a vibrator? Do you want to have, maybe not have that on your wedding night, but maybe during your honeymoon week? Is that something that you want to have? So just talking about that ahead of time. Like, do you think that that is something that you want to do? Is something for you guys to experience on your honeymoon? Very important to talk about. And, and also, when you guys are setting expectations, you both need to understand that consent is still super important when you're married. It matters just as much when you're married as, as when you're not married. Like, consent is consent. <laughs> it doesn't change once you sign the dotted line. Like, you saying that you're married, consent is still super important. And I know that there is, um, like, a stereotype or an ideal that on your honeymoon, you are having sex every single second of the time. You're not doing anything else. You're just having sex 24-7. You're stuck in your room. You pay all this money, and you go to this nice resort just for you to stay in the room and have sex all the time. Now, I know some people that has happened to, and that's great. That's fantastic. But that might not be your case, and you need to know that it's okay to say no if you don't want to. Listen, if you're going, most people go like a tropical honeymoon, and what happens when you get sunburned? And you, like, don't want to have sex, but you're scared to say no because you don't want to, like, let your partner, quote, let your partner down, and then you have sex and you're sunburned, and then it hurts really freaking bad that's not good for anybody. So you need to know that it's okay to say no. It's totally okay to say no. And I trust and hope that your partner will respect that because your partner also can say no if they want to. So just understanding that consent is super important. And there is no like rule book for how your honeymoon is supposed to go. There is no list of it has to be this, this, and this, and this, and this. You, every couple is different and you have to do what works best for both of you. I guess my only rule for the week of your honeymoon is to make sure you have consent. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying you have to ask before you have sex every time, but you need to, to know that it, that if you can say no, you need to feel confident enough to say no, you need to be able, and your partner needs to respect that. So I guess that's my only rule, but, but just go in knowing that like it, it's okay if you don't want to have sex every single day while you're there every single hour. Like, that's okay. And it's also very much okay if you do have sex every single day. 
they're every single couple is different and unfortunately our society and movies and media likes to portray our uh, relationships a certain way and you feel like you have to compare yours to every single every single every single other person's and you just don't everyone's different and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with that so that's super important and also it's very important to understand that expectations are good to set beforehand but sex is also just something that you two will figure out together like I think that's something that's beautiful about it like I said earlier that sex is something that you guys will just figure out as it goes along and as it happens and you can set expectations and talk about it and do all this stuff before it happens but you don't really know how it feels till it actually happens and you don't really know how your body's going to respond or how you're going to feel about it until it happens and if it doesn't go as you have like planned in your head that's okay that that is that is okay and I know like um pretty common um, expectation that girls have when they're about to have sex is that it's going to hurt. And I just want to, that it's going to hurt and that you're going to bleed. Those are the two that most girls before they have sex, um, those that are two biggest expectations they have is it's going to hurt and it's, you're going to bleed. So here's the thing. Not everyone bleeds. Like that's just, that's just reality. Not everyone bleeds. It's okay if you bleed. It's okay if you don't. Like there's no rules with that. Um, you may not bleed and like that's totally fine. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Like some women just don't bleed and some do. And that just like is what it is. So if you have sex the first time and you like are expecting to bleed, it's okay if you don't and you, and you don't bleed, that's okay. Don't, there's nothing to, no, nothing wrong with that feeling whatsoever. It doesn't mean that you just didn't do something right or whatever. Like it's okay if you don't bleed. And then the hurt thing, it might hurt your first time. And when I say hurt, it's like a more of like an uncomfortable feeling. It, it's, it can be uncomfortable and it may hurt the first time, but it also might not. And I feel like I can't fully speak on it because you guys know that sex hurt for me every single time. Like it didn't get better after the first time, but I know there are a lot of people out there who it did hurt for their first time and, and it was like uncomfortable. And then they used more lube or they tried a different position or they went slower or they made sure that they were fully turned on before they had sex and were really ready to go. And then it was great every other time. And that can happen for you. And it also, it may not hurt at all for your first time. I think it's really good to go in with expectations that you guys set together, but also know that it's okay to not have expectations with that kind of stuff. Does that, is that contradicting? I'm not trying to be contradicting. I hope you guys are following me. That like, it's really important to have expectations between you and your fiance, but also knowing for yourself that everyone's body is different. Everyone has sex like differently and has responded to sex differently and, and that's okay. If you are having sex every day and it keeps hurting, let's stop. <laughs> I don't want you to have sex and it hurts because then your body's going to think that it's going to hurt every single time and then you guys know how that goes. You, I don't want to speak that over you. I don't want to speak that over your body, but my girls, if it hurts the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time, it's okay to be honest and say that it hurts. And let's just do some other things. Okay. Okay. Speak up for your body. You have agency over everybody. You just, because you get married, I mean, you do become one, but it's still your body. So you still are in control of your body. And it's important to speak up about how you feel and where your emotions are. I cannot stress enough the importance of talking about sex when you're together. And my overall pro tips, 
got a couple that I'm going to give that are outside of one, two, three, is get a towel. No one told me to freaking get a towel. No one told me that it was going to be messy. And I'm not saying that you need a towel because you might bleed. Like, okay, you may or may not bleed, whatever. But if you're not using condoms and he finishes inside of you, it all is going to fall out. Just put it out there. No one told me that. I was not prepared. I was like, why the heck is this so messy and sticky? And oh my God, it just literally all falls out of me. So just be prepared for that. Listen, the movies don't show the towel. They don't show the towel. They don't show you getting a towel before or afterwards. I think it's just so much easier to get the towel before you have sex and just like have sex on top of the towel. It honestly just saves you so much cleanup time, so much work, or like just saves you from having to clean up and change sheets and whatever. So get a towel because it's messy. That's just big pro tip right there. Get a towel. And... Try your best friend to take the pressure off of it and just have fun. I, I, I know for myself personally, and maybe you felt this too, I focused so much on wanting to be, quote, good at sex. I really wanted to make sure that he was happy and he was pleased and that I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I was so scared that it was going to hurt that I was way too in my head about it. I wasn't like letting my body do what it does. And I just feel like I had so much pressure on like having sex that I I think it was too much. It was too much. I wasn't letting myself have fun with it and be excited about it. I just put so much pressure on myself to be good and make sure he was happy and all this stuff. But here's the thing. Here is the thing. Sex was created for you too. It was created for you to enjoy. It was created for something for two people to come together and enjoy each other's bodies, for you to to be as intimate as possible, for your bodies to literally become one. And if sex was created just for you to please your husband and just for your husband to be happy, then I don't know if we would have a body part as well to make sure one goes in the other. Like, for real, I think about that a lot. I'm like, if if sex is just for the man, then why do we have an opening for it for us to enjoy? Why do we have a clitoris for us to get turned on with, for us to have an orgasm? God literally created our bodies to have an orgasm too. We are not left out of the conversation. So I really hope and believe that when you guys are talking about sex, that your, your, your fiance, he is going to want to have sex with you just as much as you want to have sex with him. Like, he is going to be so excited about your body and want to make sure that you reach an orgasm too. And if that's part of your expectations when you guys are talking, I think that's fantastic. I think it is important for each person to have an orgasm. You guys know how I feel about that. So like that, it it is okay for you to want that. I think it's good. And I just really encourage you, my friend, my girl, to take the pressure off of it as much as possible. And I think setting expectations and talking about it and figuring out how you feel about it will help some of that pressure come off your shoulders. Because if you can just be honest with your fiance, look him in the eyes and say like, I just really want to be good enough for you. I'm feeling nervous that I'm not going to be good at sex because I have no idea how to do it. I don't know any sex positions and I, I, I don't know what to do. And I just need to be honest about that. Well, then you guys can work through that together. That's the beautiful part about you guys getting married and becoming one is that you're a team. Sex is a teamwork thing. (laughs) It's a team. And it's really, really incredible. And something that you guys can work on together. And even that even more so helps you become one and be intimate with each other. And so take the pressure off if you can, friends. Like, trust that you guys will figure this out together. And 
try as hard as you can to remove any shame, embarrassment, nervousness, stress, pressure off of yourself and just enjoy your spouse. I know there's so much expectations around what your honeymoon is looking like. And I'm literally telling you to set some, (laughs) like I'm telling you to set some, I'm telling you to set some just so you're not like confused or let down or making sure that you guys talk about lube and condoms. That way it's not just like not talked about neither of you brought it and then you're left in Puerto Rico without a condom and without good lube. Okay. I want to, I want you to be prepared that way. But So I want you to have expectations, but I also want you to understand that your relationship is different than someone else's, and what happens between you two is okay as long as it is consent, consensual, and you both are excited about it, and you're going to figure it out, okay? You're going to figure it out. Sex is not something that may necessarily work the first time. People always told me that sex just gets better and better and better, and... I was like, how? And, and now, I, now I get it. Now I get it. Like you, you take some time to figure out what each person likes, what each person doesn't like. Like that's a, when I'm talking about expectations. I'm meaning talking about that as well. Like, do you like firm touch? Do you like soft touch? Do you like your boobs being played with? Do you like other, like whatever you like is important for you to share with your spouse as well. So I hope that you can understand what I'm saying, that there's a line between setting expectations for you guys to be clear with each other about what you're wanting, but also understanding that your relationship is different than someone else's and it's okay if it doesn't go like what you necessarily thought. Everyone is different and that's okay. So be as vulnerable as you can be and honest with your fiance. As you're talking about this, sex is literally for both of you to enjoy. You're in it together. Like for like literally in it together. So you might as well talk about it if you're in it together. It's teamwork, friends. Team work. You've got this. I hope this helps. And I love talking to you guys about these kind of every every episode. But I really want to know your thoughts on this. If you have more questions, if you have more like detailed questions, I'm an open book. I would love to talk to you. Nothing's weird, nothing's TMI. So Feel free to DM me on Instagram so we can talk more about this. I'd love to help you out. Uh, I speak from experience and from what I've learned from other people, but I think that's also just as important and helpful for you. So I hope that today was helpful, friends. I believe in you. You can do this. It's exciting. And um, I love you so much, and we will talk soon.